Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Penny Bloom Podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson. I know we uh, we missed last week. We missed last week, but you know it was Christmas week. It's a hard one. It's a hard one uh, for those that celebrate uh, Christmas. Uh, Tis I, Colton Robertson, as I said, and I am joined by none other than my friends for the Mandalorian rewatch. We got Joseph George. What's up, buddy? What's up? How's it going? It is going well. We've also got Miles Buttress. How you doing? Doing well. Glad to glad to finally be doing this. Oh, dude, me too. I'm ready. And on the screen below me that I can see, and you cannot, KBZ, Kyler Burnett. What's hey. going on? I'm doing great. Good, good to hear. So we got the finale of season two of The Mandalorian, and it was pretty much the greatest Star Wars content we've gotten in the Disney era, I would argue. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Without question. I don't know if they're, I, like, the, bro, the, oh my god. It's just kind of like what we talked about, uh, I think, the week before, about how the way that they've been able to do this in a show and how much more leeway they have and, like, what they can do with characters and how well they've developed them. Mm. Bro, there's no comparison. Like, this is the apex right now it's for like, Disney Star Wars stuff. Disney like, this- Star Wars for me right now is, like, Mandalorian season, not I mean, the Mandalorian overall, yeah. but specifically this finale, Rogue One. And uh, uh, Clone Wars season seven. I was going to say you have to include the Clone Wars finale. Just phenomenal, uh, and this just blew my fucking mind. What a fucking episode! I'm going to say it. This last episode was better than all three uh, sequel movies combined. I'm just getting it out there. Yeah, the way this episode made me feel at points has not been matched by. Any movie or show ever. Like, I'm not exaggerating either. Like, here's the thing, is that when I'm watching the movies, I mean, obviously we're going to be talking about the finale, spoilers are coming. I never felt like that when Luke Skywalker was introduced, you know? It was always Luke Skywalker's here, of course. Then you're watching this, and it really makes you realize the weight of Luke Skywalker being around and out there, you know? Also, it shows... It shows Luke being like a true badass. Yeah, in I was going to say that, that. We really haven't seen Luke be in any of the other things. And also, real quick before you before you say what you want to say, Kyler, um, I enjoyed the the like fight between Den and Moff mm. Gideon, like that the the spear versus light dark fight more than I enjoyed any lightsaber fight in the sequels trilogy. I, it's. It was strong. It was strong, you know, and uh, I, I wouldn't go that far because I love some of the lightsaber sequences we get in the sequel trilogy. For me, that's like some of the highlights of it. But I would agree. I think Kylo fights so well. Any, any fight with Kylo is just so interesting. And then I think the way but, – but that's a different, yeah. different conversation. And we will discuss this one day when we're talking about the sequels because yeah. I know me and Kyler are going to be a little bit more forgiving and you guys won't. And it's going to be a Dude, fun Yeah, Joseph is no waiting for his mercy. savage the no mercy, bro. I just – I just enjoyed it more just because it felt like there was so much more like 
There was, there was so much more, like, oh. so much more behind it. There's no, so much I more can't, emotion I can't, and stuff like that. I'm not going to fault you for it yeah. at all for feeling that way. Yeah. It's no, not bad at all. I just, I, I can't, like, bro, the, some of those sequel fights are so badass. But I, um, I, like I said, I'm an ap- apologist for the sequels, so. Uh, yeah, and I, I once was, and like the further and further removed we get from it, the more I, the more I see it for what it is, and yeah. the less more I, I see, the more I see everything not, else that Disney has done, the more head. I'm disappointed with the sequels. There you go. That's real. That's that's really what it's about. Yeah. Is that like they have been able to do? Yeah, exactly. The Mandalorian and fail on the biggest stage of them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mandalorian, and then the last this last season of Clone Wars has definitely made the sequels age much, much poorly, much mm-hmm. poorly. But that's okay. It'd yeah. be like that sometimes. Uh, one prediction that we were wrong about in this episode was uh, the idea that Boba Fett and Din would be fighting alongside each other, which I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I kind of couldn't quite – I thought I, – I, the theory we're not talking about that didn't happen was Dr. Mandible making his return and doing surgery on Baby Yoda. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that's what you were going to talk about, obviously. The also, the, the real like uh, theory that we that we had was for the soundtrack stuff. The door literally just or open the door literally was just open the door. Yeah, it was. It was the the fucking. The, I was thinking about it afterwards, and I was like, and, uh, they're literally just me. trying to punch the door open. And come with me was Luke telling Grogu, mm-hmm. "Come oh. with me, little one." So sad. Yo, when he Tears. said that, like, do you, we got Luke Skywalker coming face to face with Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. Never thought. And carrying off Grogu in his arms alongside R2-D2. I can't lie to you guys. As I was watching it, I just, as the episode drug on in that suspense of like, okay, who's he going to be? Who's he going to be? Who's he going to be? I became more and more clear it was Luke Skywalker. No, no, for me, see, that's what's funny. For me, I just kept convincing myself that somehow, some way, it was going to be Mace Windu. I don't know why, because I didn't really have it. And, I mean, that's the thing. There was really no other, until the X-Wing showed up, there was really no reason to assume any, like, they gave no hints until that happened. And that was what was wonderful about that scene, is you, they were fucked. They were going to die. Like, (laughs) a Jedi had to show up. Like there was yeah. no other way out. Well, well, that's what's funny is like this whole time I'm because what did I, I? I think it was me or maybe somebody else. I don't know. I, I don't want to take credit for an idea that maybe somebody else threw out last week. But when I I think somebody had said something about how like I think that the Jedi is going to sneak on the ship and then they're going to bump into each other. Mm. It's like the group. Like I thought it was going to be Mando and all of his group. Like you know all Cara Dune, Bo Katan, all of them, mm. and then they'd bump into the Jedi. Because yeah. they were, you know what I mean. Like uh, I think, I think it was me actually. Now that I think about yeah, it, yeah, it, it, I think that was you. But like that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. But then once that didn't happen, and like I was like, okay, they backed themselves. Like now there's no choice. The Jedi has to show up now. They don't have any more wiggle room. There's no time left. You have to bring it out. <laughs> yeah, and he just, he just fucks. He, he mm-hmm. yep, simple, plain he and simple. Fucks. He literally just took what was the like the big bad in that they had these these dark troopers that were. Clearly, just going to just fuck them up, With the and they were all like, "What do we do?" He just way. walked in. and was like, "Dunk." The soundtrack <laughs> for everything they showed in this episode was perfect. There was bro, not yeah. a miss. Those Star Trooper soundtrack, though, instead of being frightened, I was vibing, bro. It was oh, like, no, that shit was hype. Like, oh you were, my god. It, it gave me big me. Iron Man vibes. Mm, exactly. With the with the hate, like the metal noise and stuff. And you got John Favreau at the helm. Of course, it's there's going to be some. Oh, absolutely. There. Should we perhaps maybe talk about the beginning of the episode? 
No. Let's do it. Let's do the scene <laughs> by scene breakdown. I, I just Joseph, wanted to talk about it. I imagine story. we're going to talk for 30 minutes just about the last scene alone. I imagine so, we're going to talk about an hour just about the last 10 minutes of the episode. So Yeah, it's going to be a lot. So We've got a scene by scene breakdown here. I'll get it started. We got chapter 16 of The Mandalorian, uh, The Rescue, which great title considering it works two ways. Uh, directed by Ant-Man director and previous uh, season two, episode two director Peyton Reed. Noted. Then, Dr. Mandible Lover. Dr. Mandible Lover. And uh, written by John Favreau. Just a perfect piece of television. So we open on the uh, Lambda shuttle being chased uh, through space by the Slave One. You're like, you're immediately in it. You're like, oh shit. Okay. We're really doing it. We're all in. And I like that. We jump right in. Fuck, fuck waiting. Inside Pershing and two pilots attempt to like evade, but... They're ultimately shut down by a Boba's ion cannon, and the slave one approaches for boarding, and Din walks through the cockpit. One of the imps warns him that this is the, uh, you know, this is Dr. Pershing. This is an important motherfucker. Din's like, yo, I know. We met. Uh, he's like, is the kid alive? And Pershing's like, yeah, dude, I'll give you everything you want. Um, he is such a bitch. He is a straight-up bitch. I don't yeah, like that just, motherfucker. He rolls over for everyone. That is soft. Uh, no, I mean, what I was going to say... I don't give a fuck. I that he is just I hate him. In the Star like Wars him. world, like if you're just a normal dude and you're going up against people that have the force, control like a fleet of star destroyers, all of these things, like what are you gonna do besides just be like, all right. Look, man, yeah, I mean don't get involved with shitty people in front of my ship. I'm just gonna I'm gonna give him what he wants, you know. I'm not gonna exactly I'm not gonna risk no shit here. It'd be like if a Navy SEAL was like, Hey, tell me what you know. You're just gonna be like, All right. Fair. Fair enough. I'm just saying, I, I wouldn't like, I'm just saying, I wouldn't try to fight him. I don't have a chance, but I just like, I mean, fuck, I'd let him kill me, I guess. I don't, maybe I, I, I have no experience. I can't probably say this as I'm sitting in my suburban bedroom right now, but I, I feel like if that, if, if, no, if like, a scenario no, I, like I that, you know, Kyler, because I, I too want to be down to ride like that for real. <laughs> and it's, and it, but like, here's the thing it's nothing that important that I know. You know, well, well, this is of course accounting like <laughs> ain't, nothing, for the ain't nothing that I know worthy of that sort of treatment. You know, I ain't got to worry about that. Okay, I have I to mean, make a... I do know some shit. Uh oh, dun dun dun. Hey man, look, I just have to make this super obscene reference that I don't know if anyone's gonna get because this movie isn't like super like well, like it's not a huge thing. But um. To me, Dr. Pershing, have you guys seen – I'm sure you've seen it, but if you remember, Men in Black, the newest one, the third one, or Men in Black, uh, what is it, back in – I can't International or something? No, 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 not that one. The one before that. The last one. Was the last Will Smith one? Yes. Three? Yes. Is that three? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Do you guys recall when – oh, what's um, – I am blanking on his – the actor's name – Andy Warhol, that's who he plays in the but it's a suit it's the guy from SNL, Bill Hader. Bill Hader plays Andy Warhol. Mm. Pershing reminds me exactly of mm. of of Bill Hader's performance of Andy Warhol. Huh. And as the appearance as well. I I'm gonna He, does, gotta, he has a he has a hater ish look to him with a mm -hmm. I see it. No, I, see I I'm really just meaning the outfit is super like Oh, it's like that. Oh wait, no it's not. Never mind. I just looked at it. Now I feel stupid. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, Pershing's willing to give up all the information here. One of the pilots takes him at gunpoint. And I really liked the actor here for this pilot. He absolutely killed this fucking scene, dude. He was great. But uh, 
Cara Dune enters and uh, the other pilot's like, yo, we can work this out. I am with them. We'll be cool. Let's talk about it. And then, you know, he is promptly shot in the neck. Uh, and the the pilot explains Goodbye. that this is a, a top tier target of the New Republic, a clone engineer. And that if they need – and that if they find out he's dead because of Kara, she's going to wish she'd never left Alderaan. And I was like, damn. He knows about Alderaan. He says he saw it destroyed. He was on the Death Star. And Kara responds wittingly. <laughs> Which one, bitch? And, uh, this dude's a huge Chad. Like the oh, my, like this is big time like my dad's a lawyer vibes. Like Yeah. I was yeah. on the Death Star. No, like, I had I had more unhinged psychopath vibes yeah. coming off this guy. I he thought he was doing a lot more than I what than what he was actually doing by saying like he's a top target of the of the New yeah. Republic and it's like all right, so what if she kills him? Like, what are they going to do? Be like, ah, oh, man, you really should have t- taken him alive next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when Car is like, which one, huh? He goes on. He's like, you think you're funny? You know how millions, you know how many millions were killed on those bases as the galaxy cheered? And she, uh, she's throughout all this, she's continuously asking him, yo, drop your weapon. You got, you got to put it down. Stop it. You got to, you got to chill. And uh, he says that destroying her planet was a small price to pay to rid the galaxy of terrorism. Carl lost all patience. Wrong thing to say, man. In the face. Yep. Shoots the not, man in the not face. The no questions say. asked. Part, nips off part of uh, Doctor Pershing. I was gonna, here and, uh, I'm camera, gonna ask if you guys noticed that because I saw that. Yeah. The, I, cam- the camera lingers on Din's face here as he watches Carl walk away. Like, okay, so we ain't, we really ain't fucking around. We <laughs> we really on it. You know what's and funny. I feel like guys always do that, like, hostage shit where they, like, you know, take the person that they're, like, is important and they, like, hold the gun right there and they leave their head right there. And I swear they only ever do that in the presence of, like, the sharpest of sharpshooters. Like, bro, you really don't think they can just hit your face and not kill this man? Like, you're guaranteed to make this shot? All right, let me give you my entire skull. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like... I Why don't they that, just stand directly behind them? Like, crouch down if you're taller. Like, I'm talking, like, mimic their body exactly. Like, why? Why Why leave the window? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you remember that scene know. where uh, at, at the end, I don't think it was the last episode, maybe the episode before, but whenever um, someone was talking to Kara about, like, how many did you lose on Alderaan? She said, I lost everybody. I think that was kind of like a yeah. precursor to this scene saying like how much built up like she has and maybe this is what driving like what's driving her day to day. Not gonna be over something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. From the from the second yeah. this dude started no. talking about Alderon, the second he mentioned Alderon, I'm like, yeah, this dude's gone. Yeah. He's dead. Dude's dead for sure. You know, and uh so after the title card here we see the uh, slave one enter the atmosphere of a planet and land on its surface and uh when they touch down they head over to the uh, local cantina and uh when Boba and Din enter everyone takes notice and this was such a like underrated badass scene from this episode just like them walking in and everyone it's like it was dead ass the <laughs> it's like i just shit my pants sort of vibe bro they I, just look so good next to each other like they look so like just clean and fucking terrifying just, like nasty and we see that they uh, they pull up here to see Bo-Katan and Casca Reeves, and uh, this scene confirms that Sasha Banks is quite the liar. Yeah, that bitch. She lied. Okay. Lying through her teeth. This was kind of a you weird know, I scene. Appreciate the lie, though. Yeah, I don't blame her. This was a weird scene. Like, 
Which why like they all that. got so mad at each other, and I don't know this. I don't know. I this was it's, weird. It, it's just because Boba, you know, he, they recognize that he's a clone, so he's not. He's probably not a true Mandalorian. They don't know his like whole foundling history well, and stuff like. That. What's funny to me is like Bo-Katan doesn't even like follow the Mandalorian shit like like it's supposed to be. Fo- well, I I guess technically we've discussed this. Like she's a different like kind. You know what I mean? Yeah. But still, like I don't know. It just seems like well, I guess this is kind of an argument of religion, sort of thing. Like it, it is. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean that does get heated in the real world, so I guess I could see why it Wait. does get heated. So you know how we were just talking about Sasha Banks and how she lied. Mm-hmm. I bet you Marvel is gonna put a freaking just they're gonna call in Tom Holland into the office and be like, "Look, this is all you have to do. Just say the She's opposite lying. of whatever you would <laughs> normally say, and we'll be fine." No spoilers, and this man's still gonna find a way to spoil the plot of Spider-Man: <laughs> The Spider Verse. Yeah, he's uh, gonna be like, "Yeah, I was on set with Andrew and Toby." And, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> I was on set with Andrew and Toby. We were just having a bonkers time. It was just, just having a bonkers yeah. time. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> didn't, Tom. Didn't, in approaches, he says, "Yeah, he needs he needs their help." And Bo-Katan's like, uh, he takes a look at Boba, and he's like, "Yo." Not all Mandos are bounty hunters. So I was like, dope. Bo-Katan has heard of Boba Fett. I love that. And uh, Din's like, nah, they got the kid. And uh, she's like, who? And he's like, Moff Gideon. So apparently they did discuss Moff Gideon. Because, like, I remember when when she popped up earlier in the season, we kind of talked about how, like, she never quite explicitly said she was looking for uh, Moff Gideon in front of Din or anything. Or that she was looking for the Darksaber. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Bo Katan says that the, they'll never find him. And Boba's like, you know what? We don't need these guys. We don't need them. Fuck them. And uh, Bo Katan says that Boba is not a Mandalorian. And he responds promptly and says, I never said I was. And uh, Koska starts talking her shit, you know, about how uh, she didn't know sidekicks were allowed to talk. And I was like, wow, she's one to fucking talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're talking to Boba Fett. Nobody's going to like you now. I don't think anyone just, does. Just Being honest, I mean, no, I still like, I still like uh, the character. She's fiery and stuff. It's dope. But like, it's like that was an interesting line to give to her, talking to Boba Fett. Yeah, like you're a part mm-hmm. of a trio that's now a duo, and if you think you lead Bo-Katan, <laughs> you're tripping. So like, he yeah. says that shit that it's like, isn't that the Bofka calling the Bantha slimy or some shit? Like that? <laughs> Oh, man. You're like, so that's isn't that the uh, pot calling the kettle black in that uh in that universe? Yeah, I love whenever they do stuff like that. I do too. It's 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 pretty cool. And uh, you know, Casca and Boba getting each other's faces, talking all that shit, and Bo-Katan cools the tension for a moment. And uh, Din explains that they have the coordinates for Gideon and his uh, cruiser, and that it could be useful in retaking Mandalore. And Boba's like, "Yo, Mandalore, the Empire turned that shit to glass, bro. Good luck." <laughs> and uh, Bo-Katan says that Boba is a disgrace to his armor. Boba's like, excuse me, ma'am. This was my dad's suit. Bogatan says, oh, you mean your donor? And Bogatan's oh. like, you're a clone. I've heard your voice thousands of times. And Boba, with the with the killer line, mine might be the last voice you ever hear. I was like, oh. His one-liners are fucking goaded. Yo, and that's why I cannot wait for the book of Boba Fett, bro. Also, I was so happy that they actually kind of announced it, Colton. Because we yeah, talked about... Show. Whether or not it was just, I was just Mandalorian season three, but it's a separate show, and I have never been happier. 
I, I honestly had no doubt. I felt like they couldn't help. Like, I don't see to me, this is what I think. I think they're giving more, they're doing so many of these shows. And I think with so many happening in the same timeline, they're going to be able to weave these in like cross, you know, like how mm-hmm. like Disney channel used arrow. to do the, you Disney yeah. used to do the crossover episode. Be like, that's so sweet life. <laughs> like <laughs> we're yeah. getting like, that's what we're going to get. Like, I, I get don't, you. It's going to be so sick. These, Because I feel like they're going to have – this is just a way for them to give arcs, like independent arcs to all of these characters, but also be able to like have countless stories going on at the same time. Think about how cool it's going to be because these aren't all going to release at the same time, right? But you're oh, going to have – because what's the number? I, I know I saw a tweet or – we like, maybe uh, talked about it. going to be – uh, 11 shows in the next three years right no 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 but <sighs> that take place in this current time like in the timeline oh, cool. we're in that are going to be going on at the same like gonna be, there's going to be ahsoka the mandalorian rangers of the new republic and now the book of boba fett right so what i'm saying is that if those aren't all released at the same time think about how we're not going to ever like run out of time like we're not going to run out of content that's taking place in this timeline for a long mm-hmm. time you know what i mean because they're going to release them all at different times so that's going to be awesome because like, be think about how sick it's going to be when Mandalorian's not happening, but Book of Fett is going on, and Mandalorian Din Djarin pops up in Book of Fett or something. Like, if that would happen, I'm ready for that, bro. If, if that yeah, would happen, we've had, like, we've had all these characters pop up in different properties and stuff, and I cannot wait for like Din Djarin and Grogu <laughs> to make those leaps into like that sort that sort of Star Wars canon. You know, like make an appearance somewhere else, like the way like uh, oh. I know a few of you like the way Leia, Lando, and them show up in Rebels and stuff like that. You know, also, now and then. when are we going to get an Ahsoka meets Luke Skywalker? That has to happen, right? It, it has, has to. to. I think now. Yeah, I think it's we're going to get it in Ahsoka. Unforgivable if it doesn't, in my opinion. Well, that's it. It has to happen. Yeah, yeah. because it's it's literally her meeting her her I, I guess master's son, which that's is just saying to yeah yeah hmm. And wow, you know that, what's awesome? That, that would be a great way for him to get to know his dad. And you know what's awesome? Is guess who's oh. going to be in charge of making that happen? Favreau and Filoni. It's going to be fucking sick. Yeah. Being the whole timeline here. It's Rangers gonna... of the New Republic, Ahsoka, and Book of Fett are all right Dude. there. All Favreau and Filoni. Just fucking wonderful. So, you know, Boba says, my might be the last voice you ever hear. And uh, Casca takes, takes a swing. She's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> and, uh, Boba and her go at it. He uh, he throws her through a table. She needs him in the stomach. Does a cool little suplex thing. And they end up face-to-face with their flamethrowers burning at each other. And Bo-Katan, again, shuts this shit down. She says, if we'd shown that same spirit in the fight against the Empire, we never would have lost our planet. And I was like, damn, Bo-Katan. Every, she really is like always thinking about that fucking planet, bro. It's nothing else on her mind. Thinking of when are we getting that? I want to know when we're getting the fall of like the true fall of Mandalore. I'm thinking we might get that sort of thing in the Bad Batch. Ooh. Maybe just because I that is something I want to see how Bo-Katan, how Bo-Katan lost the dark saber one and two. What like what happened? Well, that's the things that would be the perfect time to put that in there because the Bad Batch I think takes place like the fallout of the clone wars. So I'm assuming soon after that Mandalore really, really fell or what happens in rebels with the man. Yeah, with Cause the that's whenever Mandalore. she gets the dark saber is in, is yeah. after rebels, man. So that's so the thing. Is that, like the bad match. there is, there's not a, there's not a huge gap. It had to have happened like during the original trilogy. Yeah. Hmm. Which is just interesting. 
because uh, well, I guess Rebels. What, what is sorry? Just because I can't remember. Rebels ends on the 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 first death the first Death Star, right? Or does it end on the fall of the Empire? Well, that's the thing is that like the the real story ends before A New Hope. Yeah, and then they have that last cutscene with Ahsoka mm-hmm. and Sabine, gotcha. and uh, Hera and uh, her kid and stuff, and that's uh that's like right after Return of the Jedi. Gotcha. Question about Rebels and then this show, The Mandalorian. Is Bo-Katan always this like bitchy? I don't know. I got a real bitchy vibe from her character well, in The Mandalorian. Bo-Katan really doesn't show up a lot in the. I mean, she shows up some in Rebels, but she's not like a. She's just a serious person, you know. She's yeah. about her business. Yeah. She's she's gonna she's she's trying to retake the throne, and she's not gonna fuck around any two ways about it. She's gonna do her. She's gonna be on her bullshit, you know. It's, yeah. it's just what she's gonna do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't. Know, she, I don't know. I guess it was more of like a a very strict mother vibe. Very weird vibe to say. But I guess I, I kind of got like, I don't know. I didn't really. I don't know if that's just how she is. But like I don't know, the scene, I, think that's, uh, I think that's just who her character is, and then also thrown on top the fact that she lost her home, and that she's super yeah. serious about trying to get it back, and also yeah, just a kind of serious character to begin with. Yeah, I think that's yeah, just got to be it. Could have been but, uh, useful information to say, hey, maybe don't defeat Moth Gideon first. Maybe let me do that. Or well, actually, did say that actually. Not say that. That's what's. But she, she doesn't make how important it is. You yes, know? She just she yeah. but okay. It will, do we want to? We'll we'll talk about it later. Okay. But you know, Bogotan here. She says that the, they'll help in return. Uh, they'll help them, and then in a return, they get to keep the uh, light cruiser to uh, retake Mandalore. And uh, Gideon has a weapon that was once hers. She needs it too. A weapon that uh, can cut through anything. And Cost uh, is like, but pure Beskar. And uh, she says uh, she will kill them off and take what is hers. With the dark sp- with the dark saber restored to her, Mandalore will be within reach. I was like, okay, so like right there, she's she's kind of explaining, but she doesn't emphasize how important it is that she is the one to take. Mm-hmm. To take yeah, I think know. that's where my like thing is. Is like, okay, I get you said Moff is for you, but there's a lot of ambiguity there. Like, just be straight up. Like, look, if anybody fights Moff Gideon and takes that shit, I have to kill you now. Like. It's that it's really like you could have just said that. Like, yeah, if the story is that important, the story of the dark saber. Well, I mean, I think I guess I guess she doesn't have to kill him, but like defeat him. And and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that more. We'll talk about that more. But uh, Din says that uh, she can take whatever she wants. The kid is his only priority. He's not worried about a single other thing, which is funny because by the end of this episode, he is the rightful ruler of Mandalore. Back on the slave (laughs) one. Uh, Bogatan breaks down the layout of the uh, Mo- of Moff's uh, light cruiser and lays out a plan. And uh, Pershing tells her that her assessment of the situation is misleading; that there is a, a garrison of dark troopers on board. He explains to Din that these are the uh, third generation of dark trooper, and the uh, human on the inside was the problem. So they were. It wasn't that they are building towards putting humans in the suits; it's that they couldn't figure out how to get humans in the suits, so they had to go to droids. So I thought that was interesting, and. Uh, was that, out, I took I took that to mean like the I humans just haven't figured it out yet. No, I took it to mean like humans inside of the suits are bitches, and we want cold hard steel inside of there that has no yeah, feeling and will do what whatever we to tell them to do. Right? Oh, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I thought like it human, was that they yeah. couldn't figure out. 
I yeah. thought the dark troopers were supposed to be the force wielding troops. That's what I've always been picturing. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. So I figured that's what he was talking about. Like they aren't yeah. like the human in the inside was the weakness. Like we couldn't figure out how to get them exactly how we wanted them. Yeah. Well, and I think that that is the case. It's just the weakness was the fact that You're I mean, stormtroopers right. are all terrible. And like they, Obviously, they're going to get more uh, just menacing, like, strength from a droid. But, uh, mm. you know, uh, Pershing points out that the cargo bay in which they are held and uh, explains that they uh, draw too much power to be kept at ready, and it takes a couple minutes to power up. And uh, he also points out the brig where Grogu is being held under armed guard. And uh, Bo-Katan lays out the plan one more time, explaining that her, Casca, Kara, and Fennec uh, will be, uh, you know, kind of just creating a distraction. Trying to get to the uh, the uh, bridge to take them off, and uh, Din asks, like, he's like, "What the fuck do I do then?" And uh, Bo-Katan tells him to slip through the shadows, get to the kid in the chaos. And uh, they also decide here that it is it is possible for Din to neutralize the dark troopers before they have a chance to deploy on his way to the kid. So that's very important too. And uh, in hyperspace, Bo-Katan says right here that Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon is hers, and uh, that's all she says. And Kara says that he is XISB, and that's not how this works. She'll need to take him in. And then here is where Bo-Katan should have clarified. Bo-Katan says she doesn't care what happens to him. You need to make it clear that you need to be the one who beats him. And as long as, and she does say, as long as he surrenders to me. So it's like, so you do care what happens to him. So here's what I guess I don't understand. Is, like, why... I don't know. I feel like there's just a glaring like hole in her plan. Like you don't think that Moff Gideon is gonna be with like gonna try to be around baby. Yeah, it's a like I think that's a flaw. Like he notices there's a break in on the ship. His immediate priority isn't the like obvious thing that people would be trying to get on their ship for. Yeah, right. So <laughs> like I don't know. I guess I understand the logic of like having her be in the big group is that ideally that draws the big attention, mm-hmm. but like I feel like they're gonna fight mass with mass and then leave Moff Gideon with man like that just I don't know I don't know I get you that that's also hindsight and all of this and that so I guess I should just shut up. No, I get I get you. I get yeah. you. Uh, they you know they they exit hyperspace here and Boba lets go of his uh quote convincing shots, uh just missing the Lambda shuttle and uh. They make contact with the cruiser, and Bo-Katan calls for uh, emergency docking. And I was like, if Moff Gideon is familiar with Bo-Katan, it's interesting that he doesn't recognize this isn't an Imperial. But, you know, it's also like, what are the odds that it's – it is Lambda Shuttle. There's probably just a, another Imperial in there. It's no big deal. I guess, so like, Boba intentionally is missing these shots and is doing brilliant, brilliantly, I might say. Do yes. you think that if a stormtrooper were to try to – like to purposely <laughs> miss shots – that they would have hit them. They would. They would. They hit. would magically hit shots. Do, do you think Probably. that? Do you think that is how They're it works? Have a shot there. I, I like to believe that if they were actively trying not to hit someone, they would. Ha- yeah, I think I'm with Colton. Their chances of actually hitting them are much better. <laughs> I get you, and uh, you know, wow. the the people in the bridge they don't clear the uh, landing here. They're like, no, we're going to deploy Tie Fighters instead. And this shows how good Boba Fett actually is at a. Uh, at what he does here. He, uh, and Bo-Katan stays the course uh, heading for the hangar despite the oncoming ties and the second tie barely misses her and uh, they breeze into the tunnel making a rough, rough landing and uh, 
Boba fights off the ties like no fucking problem. It was like so obvious that he was missing the shots before. Yeah. <laughs> them out like one by one with one bolt, just fucking them up. And uh, he launches into hyperspace and not to return this episode. Yeah, that was what he... was wild to me. Was that like he was really just well, gone? That, like that was that. The thing. When he launched into hyperspace, I was like, oh, like he's gone. There's no way he's coming back. Yeah, you know, well, like... and what I guess what was strange to me as well was like, I don't know. I felt like he played it up like he was going to carry this whole mission out to the end until he saw a baby back in Mando's hands. Well, like, like what? You know, I mean, to pay his debts. There's but then I guess on I guess, the ship itself that, that they're in, you know, there's probably going to be more TIE fighters coming after him. Like, you can't stay there forever, you know. Yeah, so he, I, he played his role, and that it, was his role was yeah. an important one. It, it makes That's sense true. That's true. that For he sure. left. No, I don't disagree. I guess I just thought it was weird. I'm like, you don't need that guy on your like team right now. Like, that's your that's your role. Like, hey, Boba. Yeah, yeah. Like to me, why don't you fucking make Casca Reeves just drive a ship by herself and shoot at the Lambda and pack everybody in there and just say, hey, we're fucking all here now. Let's fucking ride. I don't think he's gonna let anybody. Boba gets his shine. You know, he gets his. Fair. I don't think he's gonna let anyone else pilot the Slave One. Other than him, I, oh, I don't. Yeah, think I guess I didn't think about that. It's a good point. Uh, but in the hangar, they clear the deck out and uh, they take out every imp in sight. And in the uh, in the bridge, Gideon commands to activate the dark troopers, and the music kicks in. And it's like, whew, it's like that. It's just like ah, this shit oh. is so hard. And they begin to power up. You know, those like fucking like tubes like popping off of them and shit. I was like, ooh, this is fucking cool. Mm. I love this. And they want me to be scared, but I'm not scared at all. I'm hype. <laughs> Sorry. Like, you, you know, Sorry. You don't, don't apologize, Joseph. Never. It's okay. Never apologize. Never apologize. Okay. Then, uh, you know, slowly exits the uh, Lambda shuttle, looking to sneak through the cruiser quietly, and the, uh, the other four are alarmed by how clear their path has been. They're like, yeah, this is, uh, this is a little too clean, you know? Not yeah, I think I think once uh, I think as soon because what when they were planning this, they talked about how like you have X amount of minutes or seconds until the dark troopers become active. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, as soon as you crash your ship in there, he activated those hoes. I'm like, exactly. this thing is like your plan's fucked already. Like your shit's fucked on. Exactly. And, you know, uh, the other uh, four are alarmed by how clear the path has been, obviously. And then the stormtroopers come in front of them. And uh, Bo-Katan and Casca use their jetpacks to fly off the sides of the bridge here. And I thought that was cool. And uh as Kara and Fennec take out the first set of troopers, more come from behind, and Bo-Katan and Casca just fly right back up, take all of them out nice and easy. And I was like, that was such a wonderful way to utilize the Mandalorians. Like, that was such, like, Clone that Wars was, it was cool. vibes, Mandalorians, you know? It was just really cool. Oh, I yeah. Seeing that. I think and, uh, I had an audible, like... Sorry. Like Sorry, a, I, mm. I, know, I shouldn't apologize. But yeah, I was, like, an audible, like, whoa. Like when they when they like, use their jetpacks and like I was like, like whoa that was cool. Sorry. Like, oh man, goddamn! It reminds me of like a like an Avengers like when you see like that feeling when you saw some like I don't know like to, for me it was Endgame, like when you saw like or maybe. I don't know. I guess it was more Infinity War. Like when you see them fight Thanos on Titan and like how everyone uses their strengths and how they play off of those strengths. Like this is to me is just like that. Like, wow, this is like 
the like this is max like they all cogs are turning like this is max efficiency like yeah, this is absolutely. just everyone is using their strength right now 100 and uh you know on the other side of the ship Din makes his way down a hall and uh dodges out of the side of a couple troopers and uh, as he continues the dark troopers continue to activate you got more more tubes popping off they uh they take a step forward and shit and uh the other four reach the cargo bay where they uh, properly clear out many imps, and Fennec Shand is just putting on an absolute fucking show, bro. I cannot wait for her to be side by side with Boba Fett and the Book of Boba because she dude, don't miss. Being next to Boba Fett is not easy, and like I think she holds her fucking own, you know, like as a character. I don't mean like just a, just like as a as a badass. I mean just like she is fun to fucking watch. Mm-hmm. Right, no, like, you mean, like, getting her shine. Yes, like, exactly. Right. Exactly, and she, I mean... And she got that hit-fire accuracy, bro. Bro, when she yeah, fired she got... through, those, through like, that little diamond and hit that one in the fucking face, that one stormtrooper in the face, oh. Oh, that was fucking nasty. She was fucking kind of a nut, it. And, uh, you know, the dark troopers, for sure, the dark troopers activate and arm themselves. And uh, they make it, you know, when they make it to the hall ahead of them, cars, gun jams, and Fennec covers her, and Kara ends up using the gun to beat the shit out of some troopers. You know, Fennec shooting one last one, and uh, the dark troopers begin their march for the door. All this is just, like, really back and forth. We're just bouncing around. It's like, we're all over the ship, all right? This is urgent. And they uh, they did a good job with that pacing, I felt like. You know? Because, like, the first 20 minutes, oh, yeah. or not, not 20 minutes, but, like, first 15 minutes of this episode, like, by the end of the Moff Gideon fight, you feel like the episode should be almost over, and it's, like, maybe halfway through. Yeah, I think I think I had to pause it or something. Like right, like right around then, or maybe I checked the time because I tend to do that sometimes just to see how much time I have left. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like we've got, we've got so much left to talk about. Like, yeah, I did, I did the same thing just because of the like all the previous episodes have been so short. I like during the like whenever the uh, dark troopers were like powering up, I was like, "All right," just like clicked on the remote to see how much time was left, and I was like, "Yes, yeah," you uh, you know the. uh, the dark troopers they begin their march for the door and uh this is i think I, i'm thinking this is when open the door is playing or is it later when they're beating the shit out of the door i think open the door plays later whenever they're just beating the shit out of the door yeah. and uh as uh den approaches he sees it opening and he uh, he closes it but uh not in time one of them pries the door open and i was like fuck and what i was concerned about was that he was just going to be able to open these hoes like yeah. <laughs> and then all of them yeah. were going to come i'm thankful yeah, that's that that's what i thought too <laughs> Because that would have been bad. I'm glad he got that his shit, shit kicked in, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh my oh, gosh! He I, punches it, him. In- I mean, it shows. Oh, I was I was waiting for the dent on his helmet for a dark crack in the in the like you know eye part because that thing was just beating the shit out oh. of him. He just punches him over and over, and his blaster is just doing absolutely nothing to it. And the other dark troopers continue to punch the door, and Din tries to use his flamethrower, which doesn't pan out. And uh, the trooper continues to throw him around, and he uses his whistling birds to no avail. And uh, yeah, does I had out. I had just thought about it too. I'm sorry. I had just when I when I when we started like when I started watching the episode, I was like, he has whistling birds in there still. I'm pretty sure. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see how he uses them. It's gonna be so badass. Like he's gonna fuck up so <laughs> many people. And I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like literally, like we're only like 15 minutes in, and it's one dark trooper, and he uses them, and it does nothing. And I'm like, 
All right, well, if the cat's out of the bag now, he's going to have to fucking find his way through this shit. This <laughs> really showed how powerful those whistling birds are because oh. nothing was doing anything to that dark trooper, and then those things knocked him the fuck around. Like, he didn't go down or anything, obviously, but, like, he was ding, 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 ding. Like, he was he was getting his shit rocked a little bit. Uh, and uh, what does uh, the dark trooper end is the uh, Beskar spear through the mechanical throat. I thought that was really cool. Oh, I thought exactly. that was really cool because it's such a simple weapon, and it's like the least. Like looking at it, I don't want to say it's the least badass in it, like out of Mando's, but it's like it doesn't jump out to you as like, oh, this is the most powerful weapon I have. Mind you, I understand Beskar and how yeah, no, no, I get you, I get like, you're strong. It is, but like you know, that's just not the flashy one. Like that's not what you'd expect. Like I think even man, I think the fact Mando didn't use it until it literally was like it kind of fell into like it kind of just was like he's like well fuck I don't know what else to do. Exactly. Like I think that kind of shows that Mando had even kind of like had it as an like it was almost an afterthought. Like he was like eh, well you know yeah, this is more for Moff Gideon like last. yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, that was uh, the only reason why he brought it was to use on Moff. Yeah, but it's not surprising. Like to me, that just is perfect. It's perfect. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but you know, Din gets to this uh, lever after he kills the dark trooper and uh, opens the cargo bay and unleashes the dark troopers into space. And I was like, I mean, and I know, I, I immediately was just like, they can fucking fly. They're they're just gonna be bad. I didn't like remember that. I don't know why I forgot about that whenever they went down and grabbed Grogu, but it just well, slipped my mind and made their return well, it, it, so much more scary. I get you. I get you for sure. I, guess I, my thought, I thought about it in the moment and then immediately forgot about it. I get you, yeah. I guess my thought was more like, I just, I predicted like, I kind of figured like, I don't know. I guess I thought they'd like freeze up when they got out into space okay, and would yeah. just like be immobilized. Oh, fucking imagine these things would have froze up and then just happened to stumble through the galaxy and fall into some fucking planet and then like wake back up on a planet and just fuck everyone. Oh. <laughs> imagine you're just sitting in your living room and a fucking dark trooper falls through the roof. You're sitting in your living room watching Mandalorian and a fucking dark trooper falls onto your fucking couch. Rip. Rip. <laughs> but uh back in the uh back with the others the uh they're in the elevator and Kara unjams her gun just rather unelegantly and everyone oh yeah everyone I, I just uh, collected characters were just like yeah, she's such a brute and it's so badass because she just is all about the smoke just she does not give a fuck she will just <laughs> the shit she did where she swung the gun up over Fennec Shan's head <laughs> she under it I absolutely loved that that was cool and Dude, they, you know, okay. clear out real quick. So what was hilarious to me was she sitting there like mm, jammed and like just beating the shit out of this gun. And like, of course, the way that unjams it is just her fucking brutalizing it on the fucking ground. Okay. What was hilarious to me was her like her method of checking to see if the gun works isn't like just shooting at a wall or like making sure like she walks in front of a like 10 man platoon and is just like, well, hopefully it fucking works. Like what if the gun would have <laughs> fucking jammed? You're, you're a fucking sitting duck. You're toast. Like, oh, no, they you see how it. hard she hit that. There's no way it was still jammed. It also made I, that noise, you know, it made the right, like it was like, exactly. She still didn't seem that sure that it was unjust. Oh, yeah, she, she totally, like, had totally to check. Totally. So like like bruh, imagine you just sit there thinking, eh, it's fine. Right, yeah, then, you know, they clear out the bridge here and uh, they find that Moff Gideon is not there and uh they they really just didn't didn't plan for that. They were just like, I thought he'd stay right here. 
Yeah. And, and like at, at this point, Bo-Katan should have just been like – like I feel like they have some communication. Should have been like, hey, Din, just a heads up. Uh, Moff's not here. I'm on my way down. If you see him, maybe like step back for a minute and let me kill him. Yeah, yeah. But oh, then, you're fighting you know, him? Oh, Back at the brig. <laughs> back at the brig, Din uh, kills the two guards uh, guarding Baby Yoda. And uh, he, he stabs one through the gut with the Beskar spear. And then he uh, he snaps the neck of the other. That shit was brutal. We haven't seen him do some shit like that since, like, I think it was, like, what, episode two, season one? Yeah, like, I think it was, like, episode four when he breaks, or episode three when he breaks Grogu out, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay. I was, I couldn't remember two or three or whatever, but yeah, dude, he was, like, fucking dark with this shit. He, no, I, I didn't think they were I'm, gonna, like, show him snapping this guy. No, they, they panned up from the feet. To show you him snapping his neck, it but wasn't like an ops camera thing. They were like, "No, watch it happen." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think about it though. The last time, the last time he was this brutal was Baby. in freeing Grogu the first time. Yeah, and so it makes sense that this time, whenever the stakes are a little bit higher, he's not going to hold anything back, and he does not care about anyone on that ship. Yeah, no, if you're an imp, you're fucking dying. All right, that's the bottom line the bottom line for din right now if you're in his way that's what's going to go down and he uh he opens the door to find grogu with uh moff gideon standing there holding the uh dark saber over his head i was horrified i was like oh no just the imagery is just bad just i don't want to see anything that can kill baby yoda that close to him ever and uh you know din, <laughs> din drops his gun and uh he gives it to gideon and he uh he demands for the kid he says give me the kid and uh, Gideon tells him that the kid is just just fine where he is. We'll we'll talk about it. All right, just uh, he's cool. He's chilling right now. And he begins to talk about the dark saber and uh, his level of knowledge. He uh, he says mesmerizing, isn't it? Used to belong to Bo-Katan. Yes, I know you've been traveling with Bo-Katan. Friendly piece of advice. Assume that I know everything. He is so fucking good. Like the he's... fact that I know you your wrist launcher has fired its one and only salvo. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. you're perfect. Yes, he's so good. He's, uh, everything about it is so good. Like his portrayal, his like calm, mm. it, just everything. His demeanor as a villain is he has that nailed. I don't know if I could ever watch him be in any role that's not him being like that. fucking awful, like just a horrible person. <laughs> and what's funny is that he can do that. He has in the past, but like what's what's going to like vilify him forever is these performances, you know. This is going to be great. And, and uh I, I watched the boys since the last time we talked about this, uh, Miles and Joe. And uh, yes, he does play this character again. He, it's literally the exact same character, only corporate. on Earth. <laughs> just, just, just yeah. a corporate guy instead. And it's it, it he it he just plays it so well, so well. So, so we have drug well. lord John Carlo Esposito. We have intergalactic John Carlo Esposito, and we have corporate villain. John Carlos. And he's good in every single one of them. Uh, but uh, uh, Moff Gideon says that he's guessing Bo-Katan and her crew have arrived at the bridge looking for him, or more accurately, this. And he gestures to the uh, Darksaber, and I was like, that's fucking... I fucking love this guy. He's so good at what he does. And uh, and now, and he's like, and now they're panicking. <laughs> he regards them as murderous savages. I was like, man. This guy is twisted. He has no idea what he's talking about. He's a little, uh, little fucked in the head. Uh, 
he explains that the uh, the dark saber brings power. The person who holds it can claim their right to the throne of Mandalore. And what's funny is thinking about this moment here. To a person who has watched everything else, this moment is not heavy. It's kind of like, yes, of course that can bring power. Yeah. But to a person Duh. who only watches the Mandalorian has not seen anything else, this was like, holy fucking shit, what if Din becomes the ruler of Mandalore? And what I think is funnier is the fact that Mandal or that that Din was just like, nah, I mean, if I take it, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's like, the thing. Like, he did not make the rules clear intentionally. Like this, this was part oh, of Moff Gideon's oh, plan. He was like, I, I know if I fight you, you're going to beat me. Yeah, no. See, here's what I think. I think Moff could have beat Din. I don't I think Moff was going full speed. I, I really don't think he gave him everything he had personally. That's I think, I think he did. I think I think I think it was if I kill him, I kill him. If yeah. I, if I don't, then that's fine. It's, a, yeah, it's, it's if if I win, if, if I win, great. If I lose, also still good because all it does is it just drives a wedge. Okay. I see. I don't know. I just feel, I don't think. I feel like I'm not saying that Mando couldn't fuck with uh, Moff Gideon. Period. I just think Moff Gideon took it easier because I think he knew that that would create more problems yeah. is by losing. I think he knew that that was the better. See, I don't think. I don't think that causes more problems than him keeping Grogu, though. That's true. I don't think that's the thing. It's like there's. I don't know if he doubted that he was. I think he thought he was going to have Grogu either way. Like I think he saw himself still. Like because look, I think he like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm just giving him way more credit. Maybe I'm being like. No, I get you though. That is the type of villain that Gideon is. So it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him to have to have lost on purpose. You know. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me if that were to be confirmed, you know. Uh, but Din tells him, you know, fuck it, you can keep the dark saber, bro. I don't want it. Uh, I only want that guy. And uh, he gestures to Grogu, and Gideon tells him, very well. I've already got what I need. All I wanted was to study his blood. He says that he can see their bond, and he tells Din to take him. And I was like, fuck this, no way. Yeah, I'm like, uh, no, I was I, like, is this really the culmination of this? There's like 20 minutes left in this episode. What the fuck are we doing? And then for me, <laughs> it's like, for me, it's like, I, I, my, I couldn't even focus on anything other than like when he said, I got what I needed. I'm like, oh, fuck. What does he have? What's he planning? What is it? What did they do? Like, cause to me, this information is somewhere else. Like, that's my belief. Like, I I with Ron, but I feel like this has been shipped off to everyone important, whatever they've done. It's already like that it's plan is in motion. Like, I hate to say that Moff Gideon is at this point expendable, but like, I feel like Moff Gideon can take solace and be like, no matter what happens, the bit like the most important thing has already happened. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, the work I is get done. you 100%. I'm kind of with you. Uh, and you know, he says, you can take him, but uh, you must leave and we must go our separate ways permanently. And he's like, all right, fucking bet that. And, uh, <laughs> Din just turns his back to turns his back to Gideon, goes to pick up Grogu and Gideon. And, and I was thankful for this move. Unsheaths the dark saber and smacks the shit out of his back, and <laughs> goes, goes multiple times. And uh, a duel begins, and the two go back and forth. Uh, Beskar spear versus dark saber, and it's a it's an absolutely badass fight. Just uh, a lot of super fucking cool shit. Did you see that part where he kicks the spear over his head and brings it down? over on Gideon's shoulder. Like, he, 
it's so badass. And I like I, I have to show you the video of it because it's just so perfect. It was choreographed so well. This fight was choreographed so brilliantly. Yo, and like that's Giancarlo Esposito in there. Really, really swinging that. And I like that he's not a master swordsman, you know, and he's not supposed to be. Like they don't want you to think he's just yeah, got the yeah. Dark, yeah, he's and, not you know, like trained in this shit like he that. The, he got this like murderous rage about him that's just gonna keep him in it. Like what I like, love is he fights with that like that like I don't know. I think there's times in like three where you see Anakin fight like that where it's just pure emotion and rage and that's his outlet. That's what you're seeing and reflected in the fight style. And I love that this is how like Esposito fights because like he's not a Sith, he's not a Jedi. Like he's just swinging this shit. Like this exactly. is just. It's awesome. I love it. I'll, and uh, ultimately, out of this battle, Din emerges victorious, knocking the saber from Gideon's hand. And uh, when he doesn't strike him down, Gideon says, you're keeping me alive. This should be interesting. And he was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to be around to see this whole thing. I love it. And uh, back on the bridge, uh, Din enters with the dark saber in hand, unsheathed and everything, just swinging that thing around. And I was like, oh, that looks so good in his hand. Oh, it <laughs> really it. did. I love it. And uh, he has Gideon shackled in the other with a baby on his on his arm. And uh, Bogotan's like, um, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and uh, Kara says, uh, they brought him alive. And the New Republic will have to double reward. And uh, Gideon's like, <laughs> that's not what she's talking about. And uh, he turns his attention to Bogotan and says, why don't you kill him now and take it? And I was like, oh, see, because I didn't know this specifically. Like, I didn't realize you couldn't just give it away either. Yeah. Also, just thinking about it, why – so if it was her plan, she wanted to fight uh, Moff Gideon and, and t- like, take the Darksaber from him and, like, win it through combat. Why the fuck would Den be the one with the spear that helps you fight the Darksaber? Oh. It seems like the type of thing that they'd be like, hey, you know, let's give all go – yeah, I'll go – like, we'll just go together. You'll have the spear since you want to fight him. Huh. And, you know, probably smart that if you're going to fight him, you, have, you have the one weapon built to fight him. That makes so much more sense. Yeah, okay. yeah that's a Why? Of a... That is story. Story is what matters, right, for the Darksaber. Why just kill Gideon, give the Darksaber to Bo-Katan, no one knows – that Din was the actual one to defeat Gideon. It's an honor the, thing, man. Yeah, yeah. the the other people on the Mandalorians. Okay, but are they going to say anything? They could. Uh, I don't know. I you just know. Uh, if, if you're not, you're not telling me if you're if if they're in a heated argument with her, and she's like she puts her foot down on something, and they're like, "Fuck you! You didn't even win the dark saber. <laughs> that was all a lie." I mean, you, Boba. honestly, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah, I'm honestly glad it ended up this way because I would rather have Din lead Mandalore. I would like to see the the religion that they have restored, and it's just so much more badass. Ugh. I absolutely hate that. Here at the I, end of season two, Joseph was the most right about that. I hate it. I hate it in in its entirety. And I hope the first episode of season three, oh. we get oh. a Bo-Katan, uh, oh. Din fight. That's where it's like Din is clearly going easy, just that way she can get it, and then we can Joseph well, can just just that, be wrong. I don't think. I think there's going to be a problem here. I think I, either, I, I think either Din straight up loses to Bo Katan, 
or he's too good at what he does and is just going to keep winning. Because I don't see him. Okay, I can, yeah, he's not going to go easy, but I just I need to I need to see him lose just that way Joseph can be wrong. I, I, just can't, I can't handle Joseph being okay. right. So I want to go back because I'm not usually right on my outlandish theories. And this is one that I just threw out because of nothing. I just thought it would be cool. And to you guys, the reaction you gave to me is like, oh, that is stupid. It's not going to happen. No way. And then I don't know how. I don't think it will happen. Here here at the end of the season here, you are the closest. And I will give you that. Here's Okay. The reason we don't think it's going to happen is because it's just so wrong. If I hey, I'm right at at first. Who's to say that he doesn't just? You know what? I'm going to restore the way that the Mandalorian should be. I think that's because well, clearly yeah. he doesn't even believe in the way the Mandalorian yeah, should be anymore. I, that's exactly what I think, and that's important uh, here at the end. This okay. This, I was right about this one, Joseph. Okay, do you do you know why I was so mad about him taking off his helmet in the previous episode? Was because it would have made this next this scene. So much, so much more powerful. I think it's still just as powerful. I think it's just as powerful too. But it would. See, but you're going into it. You're going into it thinking if he shows baby his face, that you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, the the reason it's just as powerful is because he wasn't just taking off his helmet and showing it to people just for the sake of showing it to people. He was still doing it to save Baby Yoda. Okay, I understand that. Save Grogu. I understand that, but. Bill Burr's character could have done it easily. He was just a pussy and didn't want to go in and get yeah, caught by his commander or whatever. Exactly. But the only other time we've seen him take off his helmet at all was in season uh, whatever when he showed IG-11 to fix his he head, which, yeah. you know, reasonable. And we haven't seen him take off his helmet at all. And if you just see him go like this, just the st- put his hands on his helmet, you know, like, oh, shit, like this is happening. Instead of like, oh, it happened last episode. Yeah, it's not really that special anymore. Like, I don't know. I, I, I still thought it was special. I still disagree. I, I, I got all the. I got all the emotions. I got all the emotions yeah. out of it. I didn't. Yeah. I still all, cried. The, all the emotions that were needed came from the the look that Grogu made whenever he saw yeah. his face. I'm uh, not gonna yeah. lie, I did cry. Like, and but, uh, another thing that's important in realizing that uh, Din is kind of like fuck the way, bro, is mm-hmm. right here where Bo-Katan and he, he's like. You know, Moff Gideon explains the saber is Din's now, and that a uh, Bogatan can't merely accept it; it must be won in battle. In order for her to wield the dark saber again, she will need to defeat Din in combat. And uh, you know, he just keeps trying to yield it. And Gideon goes on to explain the dark saber doesn't have the power; the story does. That without the blade, she's a pretender to the throne. And Din tries again. He's like, "Just take it." Yeah. And this is why I don't think he cares about it the way anymore because he's like, fuck the way, take he's the like, lightsaber. Clearly, <laughs> he's like, clearly, the, we're getting bogged down in these rules when we're losing sight of what matters. Like, that's what I think he takes. I don't think. I think he's just annoyed. I think he's been through so much shit to get baby, and now he has this bullshit presented to him. And he's I like, think, yeah, he's, he's just fucking pressured. He's like, I don't fucking want this. I told this man I didn't fucking want it in the first place. I just don't have it. He just doesn't care. That's what I that damn it, Colton, you fucker. I wanted to say that and I don't even watch that show and I still <laughs> wanted to say but that. But now that the kid is no, gone, I was, I was what gonna do smart. He's gonna rule Mandalore. Just damn it. I think, we're gonna get, I think we're gonna get a more complicated thing here. I don't I don't even know that Bo Katan and him will necessarily fight. 
okay. think that we're going to get a time gap here where Grogu and Din are apart because you have to. Otherwise, like the reuniting won't be as rewarding. Joseph, know? I have the perfect the perfect solutions to everyone's problem. Okay, he rules Mandalore using the dark saber, but also because of the fact that you want him to just to just marry every single female that appears in his life, him and Bo-Katan get married, rule Mandalore together. Simple solution. Okay, by throwing out women that he could just marry, <laughs> it's just me throwing out stuff. I just throw out stuff randomly to spark conversation. What? Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. I want him to kill Bo-Katan Loki. <laughs> I could have saw this coming. I, want, Loki, earlier, I, I knew that was going to happen. I want him to kill. No, I, I want you them want to fight, and I want to just be like, I'm better than you. I want to be like, I'm better than you. Bro, if he did he not, is better if than he did not, if he didn't, if he did not kill Gideon, he will not kill Bo-Katan. He's not killing Bo-Katan. Yeah. Okay. But if Bo-Katan's about to kill this dude, like, okay, not going to lie, Din could mess up Bo-Katan. Like, what does Bo-Katan have that's more special? Uh, he's very... Uh, literally a, a lifetime of training. Here's what I'll say. Bo-Katan's, Bo-Katan's not a very fucking fat. I know. And I think that's Mando's biggest weakness is that Mando's kind of clunkier. I, I think Bo-Katan you. moves so... She's so agile and nimble, bro. That's so fucking tough. But right here, you If know, I'm right on Bo-Katan's I'm, I'm an... I'm not, yeah. Okay, hang on. I hate to keep dwelling on this, but I have been trying to find my window to present my what I think is going to happen, and I haven't <laughs> yet until now, and I know you were just about to move on, Colton, but I Go gotta it. say it. Go for it. I, I disagree with Joseph. Uh, just gonna th- just to join on the disagreeing with Joseph thing. Understandably. What I think is going to happen is that Mando or Din is going to dodge the throne, like just try to dodge it, just try to get the fuck away. He's still going to have the dark saber, and I think that people are going to come looking for him and try to claim the dark saber. Not just Bo-Katan. I think there's going to be someone else. That I don't know. If that, I I don't know if that's just no. That's a great fucking it, it would keep it would keep it it would keep with what's been going on throughout the series. Because I think Mando... That'd be an interesting next season, him just on the run, trying yeah, to run from people, yep, just yep, trying yep. to get the dark saber. Here's the thing. I don't even know if it's so much him being on the run. I think it's going to be him trying to get back to some semblance of what he used to do, trying to figure out what his life post-baby is going to look like. And I think he's going to get that shit. I think that shit is going to get fucking messy because people are going to come fucking looking for him in the dark saber. That's what I think. What happens if he just sets it on the ground and just leaves? It doesn't matter. You still have to defeat him. What would happen, though? Like, could she take the dark... Like, could Bo-Katan pick it up and then defeat him with it? Or, like, do you have to defeat the person wielding the dark saber? Uh, probably. No, I Darth, think Maul, you... Darth Maul beat uh, Pre Vizsla with the dark saber when he wasn't in possession of it yet. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so you don't have to be in possession of it to wield it. You just have to be in possession of it to be able to say, I'm the ruler of Mandalore. That makes yeah. sense. So, what he could do is he could just be like, all right... Let's duel for the dark saber and be like, "Oops, I actually <laughs> dropped the lightsaber." Owie, owie, you defeated me. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I think ooh, I twisted my knee. I'm gonna sit this one out. You got it. But uh, here, a uh, an alert comes through over the speakers. Someone has entered the cruiser's airspace, and they're like, "Who? How many life forms? None." And then you hear it again. <laughs> Shit was just hard as fuck, you know. And the the dark troopers land in the hangar, and yo. It's a lot of them. 
like a lot more than I could tell in that one shot. Uh huh. The way that they flow in, really, I was like, "Whoa, Ooh. there's that many of them!" There's so many. I'm like, holy shit! I thought there was only like twelve in that fucking hangar for a second, and now they're flying in, and it's like, <laughs> it's like forty of them, bro. Yeah, I'm I... like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! You know they're making their they're making their way all the way through the ship, all slow like. And Gideon says, "You're about to face off with the dark troopers. You had your hands full with one. Let's see how you do against a platoon." Yeah, and I was just like, this man is nasty. And as a as they these guys are making their march, would have died. He's in fucking cuffs, and he's literally like got got. He's been got, and he's still sitting here like. <laughs> okay, but making if up. Luke like, were to not show up, yeah, if Luke he's were to not show up, the dark troopers would have won. I'm thinking about it though, why the fuck didn't he just take the dark saber and just go to town on him? He was cuffed. Who? No, no, Din. Oh, oh. Like Din has the dark saber. I well, really I don't think maybe he, he... like this thing at all. <laughs> I just think he simply doesn't like. He doesn't yeah. want it. He does. I I also I, it's not fair. I think it's fair to like wonder if he would have even known like these things were like. Maybe he thinks it's not. I don't know. That's kind of dumb though. Darksaber's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, or or just be like, hey, listen, I know you can't wield it for the in the sense of ruling Mandalore, but hey, Bo Katan, you've used this before. Go to town. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The, the, I don't know. There's the, so you know, we get what we get. We get what we get. Yeah. And you know what? I'm okay with what we got. I just <laughs> I just figured I'd throw a wrench in there. I get you. And what we got was fucking perfect, so I won't complain. Yeah. Uh as they, yeah, as they could have been better. <laughs> as they make their march through the ship, the others watch them over the security cameras, and uh, Din sets Grogu down, telling him uh, not to worry that he's going to get him out of there, and that the uh, then the uh, troopers arrive at the door and they uh, seal the blast shield and they begin to punch, bra, 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 and with each punch, the doors just loosen more and more, and uh, Gideon's just smiling sinisterly and. Uh, they all take aim at the door, ready for the breach, and Moff Gideon continues to speak. You have an impressive firing team protecting you. Brah! But I think we all know that after a valiant stand, brah! Just like the way they, they kept the way, it yeah. with the fucking... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, it was so nasty. Everyone in this room mm. will be dead. Brah! But me. Brah! And the child. And I was like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> that was so cool for no reason. Mm-hmm. I uh, yeah. It's just it's the way he speaks. It's those little things, bro. Like it really is. And then here, mm. the alarm sounds again. And a single X Wing appears outside the window. <sighs> oh my Did god. you know off the rip? Yes, I did. Did you one X wing shows up. It's Luke Skywalker. Okay. I, yeah, I, as I, soon I, as that, as soon as the next wing, if it's only one, whenever it's clearly they're waiting for a Jedi, there's no other option. Yeah, okay, I didn't I, know I, when Kara said one X wing. Yeah. We're safe. Yeah, one per that, that, or one percent like, of me was like, maybe sorry. not. You know, one percent like, of me, a little bit, but then you, then you really, it's like Mace Windu. Please, okay. Just holding on hope. Oh, obviously, but uh, oh yeah, you know the craft lands in the hangar. Okay, we'll see. We'll see Mace in the uh, book of Fett. Yeah, probably. Okay, here's what I here's what I gotta say. Did you notice how Grogu immediately like perked up when the? Yeah, I was about to I was about to bring that up in the breakdown when he when he lands in the hangar. Grogu perked up. And then that was like the final one. I was like, "Oh, it's definitely Luke." Like, it's, it is no doubt in my mind, Luke. No doubt. 
And uh, the dark the dark troopers stop punching and they turn around. And Bo-Katan looks to the security cameras and you can see in them a hooded figure walking down the hall. And I was like, prequel trilogy yep. vibes out the ass on Luke Skywalker. <clears throat> this scene perfectly combined everything. Everything. Like it felt yeah. so right. right. And and you know, we see him in the in there deflecting blaster bolts with a saber, very, very return of the Jedi on Jabba's barge vibes here. And uh you know, Bo Katan asks aloud, a Jedi? And visibly Gideon is fucking petrified. This yeah. man is horrified for what's about to happen. This and- this very much gives me vibes of Anakin just like cutting down droids in the prequel prequel oh, trilogy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's like kind of what it was meant to do, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and I love that I love the idea that if there is anybody in the galaxy who would know about Luke Skywalker, the guy who was partially responsible for both Death Stars being destroyed, and as a Jedi, a former ISB agent like Moff Gideon would probably be familiar with his existence. So also partially up, partially responsible. Completely responsible. Yeah, yeah, obviously. For but, both. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so when Gideon is horrified, he could be horrified that it is specifically Luke Skywalker, which I think would be. I think, I think it's probably a little bit of both, but like terrified in general that it's oh, yeah, a Jedi, but also even more so because he knows it's Luke and knows that Luke's about to come fuck his shit up. Absolutely. Well, here's my thing. I think Moff just being... I mean, he did have the Darksaber, but him not being a Sith or anything, I feel like, bro, you can't fuck with any Jedi shit, probably. Like, oh, no, not at all. Like, even with the Darksaber, he, he, like, what you, what are you fixing to do with that man? Like, not, not fucking not... shit. <laughs> like, yeah, and I mean, that showed here because Luke goes to absolute work and he makes it look so fucking easy, which just I... shows how badass Luke Skywalker is. Yeah, and you said it, you mentioned it a little bit, and I think we talked about this. I think I, te- I think I texted one of you guys about it, how I felt like the way he fights, his fight style, and the way he was moving just seemed so, like, it just seemed super conti- con- or continuous, I guess, from... Uh, yeah, it's Bro. just, like, I love that, the, like, they're... I don't know. I just felt so like firmly like, wow, like this is that Luke. Like this is that Luke from that. When he walked around that corner and he had the black glove Uh and the the green lightsaber, I was like, baby, the score for this, this score (sighs) for him. The whole end of this episode from here on, whenever they switch to like Grogu seeing Din's face for the first time, that shit, that music's beautiful. Like the whole rest of the episode, just per and like the whole episode, really perfect music. But this specifically here at the end, just bonkers. And, uh, you know, he's going to absolute work, making his way to the elevator and uh, Moff Gideon in the bridge takes aim and he fires at Bo-Katan a few times. And then he looks down at Grogu, takes aim again, and Din dives down in front of him, saving the baby. and, uh, And then Gideon. Takes a second, turns the gun on himself, and Kara knocks the gun out of his hand. I was like, oh, thank God. I didn't Dude, want him to so die. so chaotic. So, so chaotic. chaotic. It was like, oh, oh, oh. Dude, I like, was so concerned that we were going to get a cut back to, like, uh, either Baby Yoda or, like, Bo-Katan. Like, actually hole. dead. Just a fucking hole in their chest. Yeah. Imagine. Oh, fuck. Imagine how big of a hole it would look like on Baby. Oh, fuck. It would have blown him the fuck away. (laughs) That man would have a fucking, like a, I don't even know. There would be such little left. Also, (laughs) great example. Uh, Din would, like, clearly wasn't going to kill anyone. 
if Moff Gideon had landed that shot on Grogu, oh, I'm dude. sorry, but oh, he's Moff not. Gideon he is getting ripped to shreds. Immediate. He would have. Yeah. Not I, no, not immediate. It would be a slow, painful death. Oh, no, I think he <laughs> immediately turns on that motherfucker and just absolutely puts. Oh, he spirit. would turn yeah, on him. But I think I think he cuts him limb for limb with the dark saber. Exactly. I think oh. he makes him suffer. That's yeah. Just cut. Yeah. That seems like the kind of guy that Din is. If you fuck with baby, mm-hmm. specifically if you fuck with baby, like no other circumstances would yeah. he do something like that. But he does he not care for anyone else. But if as soon as you touch baby, you are as good as dead. Essentially, that's what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, Luke arrives at the elevator and the dark troopers wait at the top in anticipation of their demise. And uh, Grogu watches over the camera and the, he touches the screen. And I was like, oh, he's so cute. Aww. And, uh, you know, he emerges from the elevator and cuts them all down. Big, big Vader Rogue One vibes just out the ass. And like, li- did you see the side by side of these being played? How they're literally oh, the yeah. same length? scene is yeah it's, it's just it's almost perfect. the same moves like a perfect, and, uh-huh. yeah just wrecking shit and destroying the last one by reaching out through the force and crushing it from the inside out bro <clears throat> it was absurd that was the coolest use of the force we've gotten in a while since ever the prequel trilogies <laughs> like we got some cool stuff in the sequels with the Force, but like all of it kind of like it falls a little flat, you know. Now, yeah, that's why I said probably since like the prequels. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like I think of Ray crap. like preventing a fucking ship from flying out of the atmosphere <laughs> and then blowing it up <laughs> with with her lightning. Yeah, but uh, bananas. But you know, he's just he's, he's fucking it up. He's fucking it up, and uh. Grogu and Dan watch over the security feed, just absolutely amazed. He's like, oh yeah, I'm definitely sending you with this guy. And uh, <laughs> when he uh, when he gets to the door, Din says to open it, and Finnick is like, yo, are you fucking crazy? Don't open that shit. Ain't no way that's happening. And Din's like, alright, I'll do it then. Boop. Opens that shit. Right, right open. And Luke Skywalker emerges. He removes his hood. Din asks if he's a Jedi. Tells him he is. Then he reaches out to Grogu. Says, come little one. Grogu looks to Din, and Din turns to Luke, saying he doesn't want to go with him. Luke tells him that he only wants Din's permission, that he is strong with the Force, but talent without training is nothing, that he will give his life to protect the child, but he will not be safe until he masters his abilities. Din goes over to Grogu and picks him up, looking him in the eye, telling him that it's time. This is who he belongs with. He's one of your kind. But we will see each other again. I promise. He promised that shit. He promised. Mm, I, it better be. It better be true. It better be. I'll better. throw out my. Yeah, I'll throw out my previous uh, threats. If they never see each other again, I'll burn down Disney Studios. Yeah, oh, totally very true. I just need it's to continue saying that. So it, everything's come true so far. So as, as long as I keep saying it, everything. Oh, upset me that it was like gonna it, like it was trying to happen like luke was like acting like he was in a hurry like yo man give me this kid we gotta get the fuck out of here like, bounce. like bro you know i feel dude, like he gave him an appropriate amount of time no he did but initially it looked like he was just getting oh, grabbed yeah, and like, go. I was he, like, he did just walk in and go calm little like, one like this isn't a fucking takeout bro you can't just come in and fucking dip you gotta like show your receipt i need to see the card you paid for it with like hold the fuck on a second give it give it a second damn 
you know, Grogu, Grogu reaches up and touches, uh, touches Din's mask, and, uh, you know, the music oh. swells here, and Din slowly removes so. his helmet, and Grogu again reaches up and touches his cheek, and Din closes his eyes and smiles and says, mm. all right, pal, it's time to go. Don't be afraid. And I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> but think about how much better he's gotten about, like, just being with Baby and, like, talking to him. Like, think mm. about how uncomfortable he was at the beginning of season one and, like, just how awkward it was and he did not understand. And, like, you knew he had feet. Like, you knew he felt, like, some sort of compassion and love for Baby. Mm-hmm. But, like, he was so bad about, like, saying or showing it. And now it's like it's come like he's so like tender and just uh it makes me emotional. But. It's so cute, bro. It's so fucking cute. And uh he sets Grogu down and Grogu holds onto his leg, grabs him tight, won't let him go, and Luke looks down at him and looks back up at Din and Din's looking at him like shit, I don't I don't I don't know, man. And uh, then R two enters <laughs> from behind Luke and Grogu turns in amazement. And he waddles forward the t- toward the droid and uh they look at each other for a while, and uh, R2 seems happy to see him, and I have to think. I have to think Thank he was going, you know. holy fucking shit, Luke, look. It's a baby Yoda. Okay. Dude, the okay. Look- I believe very strongly that R2-D2 saved Grogu from the Jedi Temple. Because that, would be really that cool. ball that he plays with that's from the ship, it has a blue little top on it, and it's silver which R2-D2's dome is the same. And whenever Luke came in, he was like, oh, I know that guy, you know, like, oh, cool, a guy I know. But then R2 mm-hmm. came in, he was like, oh, shit, like, this is that a guy really I know. cool. I actually really like, like that theory. Because- it would be cool, and also it, it might make a little bit of sense since, like, R2-D2 would have likely been at the temple. Mm-hmm, and he would have, he would have, Seen like, okay, Anakin, my, you know, my master is like kind of going crazy. Maybe I should, maybe I should take over and save this kid that looks a lot like Yoda. I, I, I would love for either it to be, either it to be Anakin himself, because there is a story in Legends where he helped Yaddle and um, Yaddle died at the end of this legend story and he was trying to save her and maybe he felt bad for Yaddle and then saw like you know one of Yaddle's species and was like you know what man just like don't come to school tomorrow or don't you know, come to school tomorrow <laughs> potentially I like that I like that a lot and, uh, but uh our, you know Grogu turns to look Luke after seeing R2 and holds his arms out you know he's ready to go and Luke picks him up and he tells Din, may the force be with you. And as he walks off, Grogu looks over his shoulder to Din. The same angle we've gotten when Grogu was saved by Bo- by uh, Din earlier when he flew off in the jetpack and when Din himself was saved when he was younger. And, uh, you know, Din begins to cheer so, up as he watches his kid go off with Luke. And uh, Did you, okay, sorry, did you see the little smirk that Luke gave when R2 and Baby, like, started, like, I don't want to say playing, but like when R2 rolled in and D- uh, Baby walked up, and then yeah. it like pans to Luke looking at Din, and he kind of gives him this little smirk. Like, it was like a little, it was okay. like, hey, our kids are playing together. That was my it's idea. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, man, it's going to be fine. Like, it'll be okay. He's good. He, uh, he's in good hands. He's got a friend. Like, we're yeah, straight. We don't worry. I swear, if like 20 years from now, 
One of my nephews ends up becoming a murderer. I'll deal with it, okay? Baby won't be hurt. All I can think about is does R2 have like a little compartment he can put Yoda in? Because there's baby in? Because like if it hasn't, if it there isn't now, there there's gonna be. Like I'm convinced. It's gonna be. It, like Luke's gonna be like, to be, Luke's gonna be to like be. Yo, make room in this motherfucker. Like we gotta find some place for him. You know they and as as they're walking towards the elevator, Luke and Din, or uh, Grogu and Din are making eye contact and. Den tears up as he walks away for the last time, for now, and uh, they look at each other one last time, and the door shuts on Luke Skywalker holding Grogu in hand alongside R2-D2, and that's the end of Season 2. Dude, nothing better than the uh, timed credits. Nothing better than when that shit just... That felt like the end of one of the... That reminded me of the end of Empire Strikes Back, that shot of Luke, Leia, with Han and... uh, uh, with 3PO and uh, R2, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the vibe. Nothing better than a good cut to black, just yeah. right at the right time. God, mm. it was lovely. Do you guys? Also, oh, go ahead, Miles. Was just so happy that I decided to sit through the entirety of the credits. Oh yeah, I did not mm. think there was going to be a post credit scene, but I was like, "What are the chances?" So maybe so let's just fast forward and see. And then I saw it, like pop up, and I was like, "Yes, more." I was so Man. pissed. Do you guys? Like- What? Go ahead. I was so pissed because I had went – I didn't get to watch the episode for like I think a couple days. I think I watched it on like maybe like – I don't even remember. It was a couple days afterwards or at least one day. Um, And I just remember being so pissed because I had had nothing spoiled. I literally had nothing spoiled about this, the show. And then I shit you not, like an hour before I watched it. I was scrolling through Twitter, and the thing that got spoiled was the end credit scene and what it was. Not just the, that there was one, what it was. And I was like, what "Dang, the fuck!" But I mean, honestly, I I'll so- take it. I'll take it that that was what got spoiled. I would much rather that be spoiled than like the actual, like yeah. show and what happened. But Man. still, like it at, was a it was at, a phenomenal scene, and the the recreation of the of the palace and stuff. It was just beautiful. Oh yeah, like the end of Return of the Jedi. Whenever Vader or now Anakin takes his his helmet off, and he's you know the this the what's it called the line of like let me lay my eyes upon you and see my son through my own eyes or something like that. And then Din does the same thing with Baby Yoda and Grogu, and, and it's like the similarity of Luke watching that happen to someone else while it happened to him. I don't know. I Wow. Just this, the writing is amazing. It was perfect. It was a perfect scene. Oh. It was a perfect scene. And uh, obviously post-credits, we get uh, the Book of Boba. Boba sitting on the throne of Jabba's palace. And I'm ready for that. Oh, and he didn't have to take, take that man out, bro. I, 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 that guy got what he deserved. I did not like that. Fuck a bib Fortuna, bro. Fuck a bib Fortuna. That dude was slimy. He just looks like he smells like disgusting. Boba, you are the wrong guy. Colton, we had, we had talked about it after, like, immediately after the episode. Talked about the post credit scene, and I had, like, told you, I was like, man, I really hope that they were, that the whole reason they were so, like, certain and telling everyone while announcing all the other shows like no 
Boba's not going to get his own show. Quit asking us. And I was like, man, I hope that this is why. And you told me, you're like, well, no, I think they're, I think it's just going to be that the Mandalorian is going to become the book of like, the, it's like the next chapter. Kind of like how the first one was like the, the, the first, like there was the first chapter, the second chapter, and the third chapter would be the book of Mandal or the book of Boba. You told me that and I was like, ah, it makes sense, but I just don't want it to be true. And they announced that it wasn't. And I was so happy. <laughs> I was so fucking happy. It was so great. And, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm just ready. I'm just ready for I'm ready for the future of of Star Wars here because this felt like a very clean ending here. Like obviously, I think we'll see we'll get some more resolution on Boba versus Bo-Katan. I mean, not Boba versus Bo-Katan, Dan versus Bo-Katan. Uh, I don't know if we'll see Grogu ever getting trained by Luke, but I'm assuming at some point we'll get a reunite reuniting scene of Grogu and uh, Din, and that'll be sweet. I think that'll be wonderful. But other than that, this, just, this season doesn't leave you with much. I'm just very much again like so adamant about needing that gap to be longer like i know it sucks and i know it's gonna it's so easy to want to be like ah give it to me now but, but god it's be sweeter when i i, I trust that they'll game. make him like i i trust that it'll be earned like i trust that when we see it like it will have been earned because that's gonna hit so hard but damn i i already am like so sad that they're separated the, that I'm seems like a good thing that they could do like have like a season three, like with uh, with whatever happens with him dealing with the dark saber and Mandalore and all that stuff, and go into the backstory of all that, and then have be have season four be like the final season, and it be like first episode. It's like it starts with X years later. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool too. I mean, we just we don't know, we don't yeah. know, but we will see. We will see, and we will talk about it. Here in a couple, sure. and we'll, we'll talk about Star Wars projects in between here and then too. So, since the Mandalorian rewatches up, our next project is going to be WandaVision coming to Disney Plus in January, and uh, I'm ready for that. I'm big time ready for that. So, in the coming weeks, I'm thinking maybe we talk some Age of Ultron and some Civil War, the uh, the movies that really you know, introduce and strengthen the stories of Wanda and Vision. Are you still here? <laughs> Cat. Oh, clock's still ticking, so I think he's still here. Bro, I this hope has been the I... most annoying shit. Like, ha- <laughs> oh, have yes, you heard cat. me, like, my at all? Barely. Oh no, you you cut out a lot. You were cutting in and out, and then you cut hard. I don't know out how this episode is going to turn War. out because like every single one of you is chopping choppy as fuck. Like I for the last this whole recording, I have not been able to pick up a word from you. I've just been trying my best. Oh, that's not good. Well, I'm kind of thinking, doesn't it record <laughs> each of our? Like that's what I'm saying. I think, I think we should be fine. It's just that, like, I yeah. I can't guarantee that there aren't points when you guys are talking and I was just talking over you because I couldn't hear you. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I think when you were talking right there. I just let out a massive cack. So it's. I hope it's really smooth of you. And you're just going <laughs> through this point of like, well, we're gonna watch Age of Ultron, and that's the most important story. And then it's just gonna be cack right in the middle of it. Just get <laughs> cack. Um. But uh. Yeah, I'm excited. So next week, 
We're gonna we're gonna move on from Star Wars for a little bit. We're gonna shift gears into Marvel. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. Yeah, I'm excited. It's yes, been a pleasure, a great pleasure discussing the Mandalorian with you guys. I feel like it's brought us closer than we've ever been. Man, guys, we have Very been at this for a while. Four for, months practically. It feels like it's been longer than that. Well, we I mean, this... sixteen weeks. We've done it for sixteen. F- weeks? Fifteen for me, but yes, still. Well, <laughs> Technically 17 because we missed last week. So I'm sorry. 16 for you. Man, that didn't happen. What a journey. What a journey. What a journey. And we will continue it here on the Penny Bloom podcast. Twas I, Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. We've also got Miles, motherfucking buttress. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, but like any time, man. I mean, next week even? Maybe. Despite there being no more The Mandalorian? We'll figure it out. Perhaps. You thought it was over? You perhaps fucking thought. thought. You thought. No, we're talking you Age of thought. Ultron. We're talking Age of Ultron next week, boys. And on the screen below me that I can see, and you cannot, it was KBZ, Kylie Barnett. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolute. Lee. This was the Penny Bloom Podcast. Thank you very much. And always remember peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Keanu Reeves. <laughs>